Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Hey guys. And this is the FFBE podcast coming back at you again. Another episode, two weeks in a row. Obviously, we're back. This week, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things the Heartless Battle, the new, uh, what's it called, Dragon Quest collaboration events. Uh, and potentially the start of the limited time banner fiesta. You know what else I'm excited about, actually? That it didn't hit my mind until right the second. Um, Anima supposedly got her three star. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's pretty exciting. Finally got a, a new three star Esper. I've actually been saving up my... Like, I've been stocking up on Star Quartz. Not Star Quartz. What's the, what's the other thing called? Super sites. I've, Super I've maxed sites. all my espers, so it's nice to have uh, have a chance to even the untyped espers. Everything. Wow. I'm just. I'm good. What a guy. Actually, what since we're since guy. we're on the topic, uh, Anima. I mean, the only interesting thing she gets at three star is seventy uh, percent dark resistance to all allies. It's a skill. Otherwise, everything else is just meh. She gets five, yeah. 5% increase LB damage. It's like, why? Why five? Five is just the most... You won't even notice it. <laughs> you know, 10 would have been crazy. 10 would have been at least respectable. 10 would have been whatever. like, what? So I guess uh, <clears throat> Anima's going to be like the LB support Esper. Like, if you want somebody to fill their LB gauge faster, you can give them Anima. Otherwise, she doesn't get too much with her three star. It's nothing too thrilling. Yeah, her three star is not the greatest, unfortunately. Um, the one nice thing, I guess, is the buffed stats. It's always nice to actually be able to use Anima for more than just resistances. And uh, that 70% dark resist is a premium. Yeah, the 70% dark is okay. I think it probably won't be dual castable, so it's not going to be that good. But I, I, you know, she already has auto limit from her two star form, and then. L increases the LB gauge fill rate passively just a bit and increases LB damage just a bit. That's what yeah. I would go for on her. Otherwise, everything else I see is just like, meh. At exactly. least she'll, she'll give more stats now. That's that's something. Yeah, definitely. The one thing that Anima 3-star brings to me is a, little, a lot of nostalgia because this iteration of Anima, where I don't know if there is any other Animas in any other Final Fantasy, but in Final Fantasy X... The whole story behind Anima as an Esper in that game, yeah. um, or as a, a a Dolan, or what do they call them in that? In Final I think they were called time. Aeons. Aeons, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, the story behind Anima was really really cool. I really I really liked it. Yeah, it was it was touching. Speaking of nostalgia, so I thought I thought you were going to say speaking of touching. <laughs> <laughs> perfect segue <laughs> perfect segue touching yeah i'm touching so many things right now uh no speaking of nostalgia as well i recently i've picked up uh old anime that you might be very fond of mini i've been watching code geass just for whatever reason it's on netflix so i'm like oh oh wow. as well yeah why not that was i don't know it takes me back it's it's been a yeah. while since i've watched anime I, I don't even know why I stopped. I think I just stopped relating to the stories because uh, most There's of them are too many like, great ones. Yeah, because a lot of them are for like uh, people Younger. in high school or yeah. yeah. Well, that's or, what a lot of the main characters are, right? The most recent one that I've watched was Made in Abyss. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was ridiculous. I thought <laughs> I only watched it on someone's recommendation, and I. The first half of the series, I kept asking myself, "Why am yeah, I?" Yeah, I recommended this? it to you. No, I watched it even before you recommended it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, never. And mind. I thought it was, uh, I thought a it was some kitty shit. Yeah, I was like, "Why? Yeah. Who, who told me this was good?" And then maybe I can't remember. It was like the second last episode or something. That like shit gets real, and then suddenly I was like, "Damn!" Uh, I was like, "Oh, they were. This is why it was yeah, kitty shit at the beginning." Was building up to this. Yeah, yeah. so it was good. Nice payoff. I remember talking about that with you, and because uh, you were watching it, and I was like, "You gotta, you gotta push through. You gotta keep yeah. going. You gotta get through that kitty shit. It all makes sense." Yeah, it was it was one of the better ones for sure. Just kind of in a messed up sort of way, but it was nice. I, I yeah, like definitely. that messed up shit. 
The fun thing about going through and watching something or experiencing something a second time this many years later, and, and I think this happens a lot when I go back and play other Final Fantasy games or other games in general, I know the major plot points. Like, I know the big reveals and the turning points and, like, the end, the big finale, I guess I'll call it. Yeah. But I forget every, how it gets there. So it's really kind of fun seeing all the details in between again and reliving that. I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. That's yeah. how that unfolds. It'll be fun, I think, in the future. I, I, something I've wanted to do for a long time is go through all the Final Fantasy games that I used to love playing. Um, I know Final Fantasy VIII just got a remaster. Do you remember when we were trying to go Final, through Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy one? Yeah. And uh, I can't remember. I got lost in some dungeon and I just stopped. I just quit. <laughs> I was like, what this? because <laughs> everywhere you turned it all looked the same i didn't know where i was going so i was just like okay i'm done dude final fantasy one garland can have the princess i don't care if i didn't have if i didn't play that on an emulator i would not have beat that game oh i know the it's encounter a- rate is like 96 percent yeah those were the good old days it's like those games were made crazy. for people uh before we got our what do you call it? Our attention spans destroyed by cell phones. Because I remember, even when I was younger, I used to be able to handle a lot of like the slower stuff. If you remember the OG Pokemon games, where you just walk everywhere, I was fine. I'd, I'd play the crap out of that. I'd sit there and just stare at my Game Boy and play that. Like now, it's I didn't go, know any better. I would just go crazy because I, I, I feel like just my brain has been ruined by all of the uh, just the stuff the there is to do. The constant like attention shifting. That I have some form. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's not diagnosed, obviously, but I, just, I can't help but think I have some kind of like developed ADD now because I find I it so just, hard to focus on shit these days. I think it's just the speed of of the world. If, if you're not getting it instantly, it feels like it's taking forever. Yeah. For example, I was looking at uh, uh, internet speeds recently through the last like 10, 15 years. I don't know why. On a whim, I wanted to see what the average like the fastest internet speed in a like what country has the fastest internet speed yeah uh i think it was taiwan currently oh interesting but i was looking at it and i was like oh my god like downloading five gigs in five minutes or something like that i forget it was something or like two minutes i forget how it was ridiculously fast i was like what the hell i remember when five gigs you'd leave that on for like oh it's the weekend i'm gonna leave this downloading and by monday i'll have it <laughs> yeah, that's what I used to do for Final Fantasy XI. I remember when I first got that game, it was the first online one. And you had to download for ages to, before you could even start. So I'd like, literally leave it on overnight and just go to bed. And, and that game wasn't even that big compared to today's standards. No, not at all. I mean, some games, even not even the massive ones, but some of them 15 gigs, 20 gigs at times. These yeah, days. that's pretty standard. And it's crazy because we don't feel it as much. Like, I can download a 15-gig game off Steam in an hour or two these days. I mean, it's not Taiwan speed, but to me, it's still insane that I can do that. I agree with you because, like I said, I remember sitting there and being like, all right, if I leave this on yeah. over the weekend, I can play it on Monday. And I remember dial-up when I used to want to download, like, a 5-megabyte game off, like, Newgrounds. Or, so I can't remember what the slate was anymore. But those were like E-bombs all the rage world. back then, yeah. <laughs> and Dude. I would have to leave it on overnight. Like fifty, it was what was it called? Fifty six k or fifty? I can't remember. The dial up. Oh, know. that was just it was deadly. so slow. That was deadly. And but... the worst thing back then was you. It didn't pause your download wherever you were. So if someone made a phone call. <laughs> I would get so pissed. Like, I remember that. Yeah. My download. Yeah. My damn download. <laughs> you used to be able to oh. download like download managers and stuff back then too, but mm-hmm. well now everything's managed for you it's all great anyways i just thought a little throwback there and it kind of reminded me of how much fun uh things from my past can be so i was thinking recently of getting back and playing some of the old final fantasies and experiencing those stories all over again which ones were you thinking about um well final fantasy 8 just got remastered so i was thinking of doing that one to be honest yeah, that um, might be kind of fun. I remember I playing 10. that one. Uh, Go ahead. I remember playing eight like crazy. Like I Dude, just I beat that game like seven, so times. many times. Yeah, I tried yeah. to get every weapon, every 
summon every, like everything i just everything. I love that game yeah everything um and then 10 also has an hd remaster as well which makes it a little i don't really care but it's an excuse to p- play it again i guess yeah anyways enough of the nostalgic and past reminiscing let's get back to why we're here talking about the new updates in ffbe mini let's get into the episode all right let's do it So this week, we've got quite a few updates. Um, The Heartless Trial Battle is coming at us, and it completely sucks ass. Yeah, I was looking at the... So you can get the solid necklace from it and the white fang, and I'm going to be honest, it's not even worth talking about. You would think they would give us better rewards for the supposedly hard part of the the event but these two are just they're straight up trash i mean you could get better stuff from uh probably story quests or even missions from like two years ago it, it's just these wouldn't even be good so, for new players in my opinion like there's just not if you good. go there's a place in uh, the first part of the world it's called grand shell if you go in there and you go to the item shop i think they sell better things. <laughs> yeah, it's no, like it's, it's actually disappointing. It's so bad. Yeah, only, the only reason to do these battles are the summon tickets and the trust moogles. To be completely honest with you, yeah, I agree. That's the only reason I'm going to be doing them. The white fang and the solid necklace just they suck. Honestly, it's crazy that you give us for the farming portion I such know. amazing yeah. equipment. And then the trial portion you give us, John, like, I wish they switched it. I wish the farming portion gave these things and the I think that, trial yeah. portion gave the good shit. Dodge roll would have been a nice reward for one of these, at least, because that, that material is insane. That's it just would have felt good, yeah. but it's all right. You know, so it is at what least it is. if you don't want to do this one, you don't have to, because leg- you're not missing anything, legit. Exactly. It's not. Exactly. Next, we have a king mog event which i am not fond of at all i'm i'm i've really come to dislike king mog events unfortunately and it's just yeah. over over farmed you know yeah you and me both it's and uh, a bit much these days. to reiterate again the things in this event are not that amazing the weapons meh the cat suit eh. Yeah, the trick hat is the only decent thing, and it's not really even that good anymore. No, it's really not. It's I would say trick hat is probably good for beginners, but we have much better hats for uh, magic oriented DPS, and we have much better headgear for spirit oriented like healers and supports. So this is kind of somewhere in the middle. It's it's a nice pickup, but it's you know it's whatever. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Oh, but that's that's honestly all I have to say about that King Mog event. It, there's not a whole lot going on in there. It's standard. Really not much more to say. I kind of wish they'd shake things up a little bit, maybe do something different with it. Yeah, maybe uh, instead of having a King Mog event, we should do like random uh, random Moogle. You, you have to get your prizes. You have to find the Moogle in the the Vortex to get your prize from. <laughs> you know i actually wish they'd take more advantage of the vortex i feel like not a whole lot goes on down there no it's i can't remember the last time i actually explored the vortex i just go to the the king's chambers and uh back when i was still doing the the chamber of the 12 or whatever chamber of arms mm-hmm. uh i went there that's about it we don't really use it for much anymore. Even the sort uh, quote unquote challenging missions now have their own tabs. We don't even have to go in there for those. Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy how little you have to do anymore. Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to to develop these things when you're busy reskinning the last week's King Mog for next week's King Mog. You know what That's I mean? That's very true. No, it's very true. It is it is a difficult time when you have to reskin every King Mog all over again every month. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but hopefully, like we mentioned in that one rant video, hopefully new things will come soon. 
Um, will I be farming this King Mog? Yes, to get the tickets. I'm not really. I don't really care much for the equipment. If I get yeah. there, I get there. If I don't, I don't really care. If I'm sitting somewhere waiting for something, like you know, if I'm at the coffee shop waiting in line for my coffee, yeah, I'll pull it out and I'll farm it. But otherwise, eh. Exactly. Because even the, it's just weird. Even the uh, select summon tickets, I don't really care about anymore. I have like 40 of them. I, just, I don't even know what to use them on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting on 30 of them and I've used three or four already that I'm like, what do I even do with this anymore? Like I have everything I want. It's I have everything I be. need. Yeah. Just um, you, all your wants and needs are met. Where do you go from here? That's the, that's the question for the ages. You know what, what they need fun? to, they need to invent in FFBE hard drugs. Because, <laughs> like, when you, when you're super rich and you have nothing else to experience and nothing else to do, which time like that's what it seems like that's what they all do. So I feel like that's the next step for me. I just <laughs> we here at the FFB podcast do not encourage or endorse the use of hard drugs. I wasn't endorsing. I was just saying it's the next step for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just for you specifically. For, no, for you scrubs that still have wants and needs and like you have goals in life, you guys, it's not for you. Don't even think about it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, that's honestly kind of true. There's not really much more for them to do. Releasing story content, releasing trials would be like the only thing they can do at this point i think that if they thought of you know what i used to love doing there used to always be those uh mini games in in every single rpg i've ever played really there was like slot machines there's the card game in ff8 there was um chocobo racing in there was that one stupid event that you had to do in oh what was it in star ocean they always have like some stupid gambling yeah thing that you can do uh, or in yeah. dragon quest you could go to the coliseum and gamble your money remember that reminds me remember in is it dragon warrior 3 maybe is that the one we played for like the game boy way back when yes yeah yes you can end the game you become the king of a town they offer you to become the king of like the second town ever yep and you just um, end the game there. You're just the king. You end the game there. You yeah. can run around as the king. You can go gamble your money away for free because you're the king. Well, you you can't <laughs> even do that because when you go there, they're like, oh, the king's not allowed to gamble. That's not very kingly. Get out of here. Like, oh, they yeah, legit don't true. let you do anything. The reason you're but remembering you can talk the, gambling, to the old king. Because the old king gambling. is sitting there gambling. Yeah. He's like, look at me. Yeah. I can do all this stuff I couldn't do before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I love the Dragon Quest series, Dragon Warrior, all that. It's it's as close to my heart. I feel like as Final Fantasy. I just I love those games. They're always you know why. Um, even I played uh, Dragon Quest. I think it was eight for the PS2. I think it came out on. And then we I played another one for like the DS. Like it was like the the Guardians of the Skies. Or I don't know. I played a lot of them over the years. The one where you get to like choose which one, which of the brides you marry. There's just so many. But uh, what I love about all of them is they all stay true to this RPG formula where it feels like an RPG. Like I'm in battle, I'm selecting from menus and seeing the attacks happen. Don't get me wrong. I think these, like, I understand RPGs are moving towards this action RPG-oriented combat system. That they do it because obviously people like it. It makes them more money. But my favorite thing about Dragon Quest is just it feels like a classic RPG. Like I sit down and I know what I'm in for, and I love every second of it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where the the fun for a lot of us comes in with these RPGs is that aspect where you get to do those rpg things that everyone loves doing in a very engaging and very fun story because i know with dragon quest almost every single one has a pretty moving story and the, the hero never talks which i love because i can insert yeah, myself classic. you know you know it's funny the my same the favorite, same as zelda like just they just don't talk i was gonna say my favorite games ever all have a hero who doesn't talk ever which is hilarious but I mean, it's. I think it works because then you kind of you start to associate more. I feel like as the hero, 
rather than it because you can kind of put your own personality on top of whatever their reactions are whereas when they have actual like voices and text and whatever they're like you still identify with them because you like them but it's different well, the early Zeldas actually didn't even have facial expressions, really. I know. Like, I think the first one that started to do that was Ocarina of Time. And the only one that I distinctly remember is they made him look surprised when surprising things happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Shake revealed he was actually Zelda all along, he was like, oh. Yeah. That was Spoiler actually a good alert. reveal. Oh my yeah. god, I haven't even beat the game. <laughs> I haven't beat the game for the 20th time? What the hell? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm was, pretty sure was somewhere I still have the golden cartridge from when that game came out at the N64. I love that Korean oh, yeah. time. But anyway, um, we're we're going a little bit yeah, crazy. We're going, on, we're going uh, way uh, off RPG way memory off. lane. Bring it, <laughs> bringing it back. Let's talk about the six, no, five units. I can't count the five units that are being released. You're not going to count the dragon. It's Dragon Quest. What's the hell, man? There's five. What's the sixth one? No, there isn't a sixth one. Oh, I messed okay. up. There's Sorry, only five. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought you were discounting the dragon. I was like, no, buddy, no, come on. He exists. It's I know it's a, I know it's a shitty TMR container, but let's let's be real. You know. Well, since you mentioned that, let's talk about this shitty TMR container. So you get this great dragon. He is the great dragon. And literally the only thing of value that he does is give you a TMR. And that TMR is also pretty difficult to use because you need to use fists. Let me okay, let me tell you a story. There's a really good reason <laughs> why okay, you need to use fists, okay? A long time ago, I on a whim, I picked up an unknown game called Drakengard. And in that game, you get to sort of like raise a dragon. Holy fuck, Drakengard, man. And eventually, like there's there's two types of battles you can do. You can fight by yourself with swords and stuff and hit people or <laughs> you can ride your dragon into battle when it gets big enough and like you swoop over entire armies and you punch the shit out of them <laughs> with your dragon <laughs> Is <laughs> isn't that what you think of when you think of dragons in battle <laughs> that's why that you is, need to yeah, use a fist to get the most out of it because dragons when they descend on you <laughs> They punch you. In the <laughs> they face. just punch the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, in Drakengard, I don't remember breathing fire onto other armies. No. I don't remember the flying battles against other people and their dragons. No, no. no. I remember punching them in the face with my dragon fist. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the aerial battles, you have to swoop like near them and like body check them and try to punch them off their dragon. That's how you won. <laughs> That's, and that's why uh, you have to, to get the 40% portion of the attack, you need to have a fist. Get On a more serious note, it's a half-decent TMR if it's a fist user. 60% attack in a TMR, pretty damn good, especially because it's pretty. if you're pulling, you're going to get a great To be honest, it's an easier uh, to activate Tifa TMR on a four-star unit, which I, I like, I think, because uh, for Tifa, you need a fist and a hat. Here, you just need a fist. It's great on fist users, but unfortunately there aren't too many of them that are actually pretty good. That's the only downside. As a TMR, yeah. I think it's actually, like all jokes aside, 60% attack on one slot is pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, in all seriousness, it's actually a really good TMR, but it does slot him safely into that TMR container zone. So if you do need this to activate one of your fist users, it is amazing. Now we have four, count them, four, seven stars on this banner. Yeah. Who do you want to talk about first, Minnie? Uh, Mordegon. All right. Mordegon. He looks like uh, a cat he's... after uh, a little bit too much catnip. And after a small haircut, I guess. Yeah, it's like mohawk. he got pissed at his owner because his owner wanted to give him the, the mohawk haircut. I find that so weird when people give their cats hairstyles it's just it's the strangest thing i i honestly don't even know how to respond <laughs> i guess yeah it's pretty weird i guess i've seen it i like i've seen I'll people it do it. it you know they're the lion uh the lion hairstyle is very popular where they they leave oh, like yeah, they a little bushy the tail yeah, and then yeah. leave the mane and shave every yeah. it's the weirdest look but you know it, i guess it works it's popular yeah 
Well, I don't know if it's popular, but it, that's the only one I've actually seen someone I know do to their cat. <laughs> <laughs> I still find, I kind of find it. I think cats look fine the way they are, you know, but that's just me. Yeah, leave them be. You crazy animals. Uh, Mortagon comes with a cloak that you can put on uh, as an accessory. I think I, I got to criticize uh, Gumi on this one for not just this TMR, but I feel like some of the other five-star TMRs as well. Um, Mordegon's Cloak, yeah, you get 40% dark resist, which is okay if you're going into that type of battle. But 50 mag and 22 defense on a current five-star, that's also time-limited. So <clears throat> you would think they would give time-limited units something a little bit better. For example, when you look at uh, White Knight Noel, his TMR is 50 defense and 50 mag. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And 50 defense is always useful, whereas 40% dark resistance is only useful sometimes. So, well, you do get 22 defense here. I, I just don't understand why they couldn't give it a little bit more mag, because really that's the important stat. Because um, right now With where it's sitting, I think Christine has one as well that's 50 mag. There's a few of them. Um, it definitely, With if you're looking for... If you're looking for damage, it loses out to uh, <clears throat> Cersei's. So it's like, I just don't... The, the nutkin hairpin or whatever it's called is also big. <clears throat> I just wish they gave it a little something more. With how far the meta has come and how many amazing TMRs, like you rattled off like four or five there that are all better than this, and they're not time limited, why would you not make it significantly? But like give it something crazy. Give it like 60 mag. That's I know what I'm saying. We don't have anything, but like make it worthwhile. It's time limited. Give me a reason to even pull for this if I'm going to, because to be honest, before we even cover them, 99% of what these units bring are pretty cookie cutter within their role. It's not like they're super unique in some crazy way. Why would you not give them something a little more? They're time limited, right? Exactly. You think that's the only reason I even criticize it. If this unit was sticking around, I'd be like, whatever, you know, there's always a chance you're going to pull it. But here, I feel like if somebody wants to go hard and pull these units, they should be rewarded at least somewhat. It's not even on a raid, so you're not even guaranteed the TMR for free. You still got to farm it out. So I just, I don't know why they, like they help so back. Hard. I know, but I'm saying sometimes they purposely weaken the TMRs of uh, units on Because you're going to get raids, it for free. Because you get so many of those Moogles, but here i just i just don't know why like why are you scared to give them a little bit more power i know they're going to buff them at some unidentified future point but still it's even for what they are now they could be stronger and still not break the meta i agree with you i mean think about it moving this to 60 mag makes it significantly better a lot of people would be interested in getting it at least as a tmr because 60 mag with the 40 dark resistance, some defense is actually really, really good for an accessory slot. But doesn't break the game at all. Yeah, but I mean, what can you do? It that is, being said... It is what it is. His STMR is pretty special. It's like sweet stat stick that gives you 30% magic evasion. I think, the to me, my the most important thing is that 180 mag... Because it's the highest mag staff in the game currently, and probably would, you know, if you're a super whale and uh, you're already maxed out, this would probably replace whatever rod you're using just because of its sheer numbers. I, I know uh, I'll let you go on and explain the other portions, but I think to me the mag is the most important part. Oh no, the mag is significant, and this is what his TMR should have resembled, right? You get that crazy mag. You give it something a little bit extra special because getting four of these or spending a STMR Moogle getting this is a lot to invest. Make it worthwhile. So you're getting the highest stat mag, uh, sorry, highest mag stat staff or rod, sorry, in the game. Stick. Plus magic yeah, stick. It's a giant stick. It's a magic mm. stick. You're getting Mortagon staff and it's giving you 30% magic evasion which in a lot of battles and trials and different things, you'll get preempted with a magic attack or you won't be able, you're not allowed to dodge yeah. it or things like the only reason 30% I'm not is really good. It's a third of the time. 
Um, the only reason I'm not really excited about the 30% is uh, you can't stack magic evasion the way you can physical. So the max you're ever going to have is this 30. And at 30%, it's not really reliable to craft any sort of strategy. If you are relying on it, you're going to have to rely on RNG to, to survive these turns. Because um, we aren't relying on RNG to survive things as it is. Well, I mean, outside of the stupid lantern trial that they made us do, <laughs> most trials you can actually form a strategy and there is a little bit RNG, but you feel like you're in control. Whereas uh, that, that lantern trial that I, I don't like just sucked. And like, I think 30% mag is nice. It could save your ass at some point, like if you mess up or 30% evasion, but as a like it's just not something i would rely on and that's why i'm not super super excited by it like it's i'm more excited by the 20 percent evasion on dodge roll because you can uh you can stack it stack it and of make course. it more consistent but i do want like when you think about mages as a whole because you're going to be putting this staff on one of your mages even mortagon here gets up to what five thousand hp with no buffs Maybe a little more now because of the the doors. If you want to add doors to his HP, um, that's not a lot. And so even if you can dodge just one spell or one piece of damage in like trials now, bosses get to act 10 times. If you're getting hit 10 times, you're going to dodge almost a third of that. That's pretty good on average, obviously, but it can come in handy for such weak units dude i'm putting this on my white knight noel and unbenching him this gave me a great idea <laughs> there you go aoe magic cover and he dodges 30 percent of them there you go now Hell now yeah. you're now you're set that's the true value yeah in mordecai's white knight and noel users white are all noel. rejoicing so we're spending our trust super trust moogle tickets on all right let's give the listeners a quick rundown of what this guy does he is a mage. He's a magic Casting chain. abilities. Yeah. He chains with, a, I think, Chaos Wave, Disorder, and Absolute Zero are the three. Um, he can pump out really good damage, probably up there with some of the current mages of today. Mages still aren't the greatest overall. He does pretty respectable damage. To me, there are just a few things that stand out uh, with this guy. Um the Kefuddle ability I think is really cool. It starts at 70% attack mag break and goes all the way up to 79% where it stays for three turns. So over the course of five turns, you have at least a 70% attack mag break up to 79%. Um, and this is easily, you can easily fit this into his rotation because all of his skills are dual or triple castable, which I think is very, very nice. And then the next one is uh, disruptive wait wave. before before Sorry, you move on before you move on from kafuddle another great thing that they did with this is that the increases are auto cast on the next turn a lot of trials and bosses and espers these days automatically dispel whenever they're broken yeah so this basically saves you a turn of having to recast the break or if you need to use like a dispelga it'll just reapply on the next turn i actually really like this skill um, and then uh, right after it, Disruptive Wave, it's another one of his cooldown skills. It has a massive cooldown, but I, I love the effect. It removes all buffs from all enemies, so it'll leave your debuffs intact, which I think is pretty underrated. Hugely underrated. Um, being able to keep your debuffs on, like your breaks, like your enfeebles, uh, if they're susceptible to that, is really significant. It makes a huge difference. And then the last uh, thing I want to bring up, <clears throat> actually there's two. One, he's got a passive called Pep Power, which basically after a certain number of turns gives him some kind of effect. So after three turns, it'll remove all buffs from all enemies, just passively. You don't got to do anything. After six turns, it increases the modifier to some of his abilities. And after nine turns, it further increases that modifier. So he gets stronger as the battle progresses, which I think is... It's kind of unique. It's not something we've seen. Uh, like we have units that get stronger as the battle progresses, but none that passively do so. You have to actually actively use their skills and abilities. Yeah, which like you mentioned, the fact that they get stronger and a few of the other 
units do this as well. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty common throughout the the new Dragon Quest units. And then the, the last sort of big point for me is his limit burst. It's dark magic typed, which means against some battles it'll be completely useless. But when it isn't useless, it has a massive uh, 50 times modifier as a base. So he could easily, uh, or not easily, but he could benefit massively from LB damage plus just because of the massive base that it would be working off of. So even an extra 50%, like LB damage plus 50 would give his LB a 75 times modifier, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's really, really crazy. Even if you're very poor and everything else like me and you only have some of those 10 or 20% LB boosting accessories. Well, I mean, if you've beaten, uh, what's her name? The six-armed chick. I can't think of it. Asura. If you beat her, uh, she doesn't she give you something that gives you like 30% attack, 30% LB? Yeah, I think so. so I don't remember. You, you can find them. So. There, there are places where you can still get them, even if, you, uh, if you're on the poorer side. Um, so it's, it's definitely... Just, because sorry, of such ahead. a high base modifier of 50, literally any extra that you put on here, we trolled about Anima's 5%. Even 5% is really good here because you're getting uh, an, an extra two no. and a half. Yeah, 5% is the... No, Anima's still shit. <laughs> it's, no, 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 okay. I'm, tro I'm trolling a little bit. But two and a half the, compared to 50 oh, is a drop in the bucket. <laughs> <It's enough. laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the equipment that you can equip is giving you anywhere between 20 to 50% uh, extra, which is a lot in this scenario yeah and i mean we have stuff like heart overcoming hatred uh it's a four star tmr which is fairly common like we sh we all should have seen it at some point we you know we to get that unit so i mean if you i don't know if that's going to be his optimal build because he does have uh innate triple cast which is also very powerful but i think uh it's something that we could possibly see people using on him because his, his limit burst does do a massive amount of damage yeah he can be another limit burst finisher well not necessarily a finisher over 13 hits but using his limit burst to yeah. kill something essentially that's mortagon for you not really a whole lot else going on uh typical mage overall has that unique kafuddle the disruptive wave and then his limit burst is very very strong let's talk about 11 oh what um, did you think of the latest season it was really good yeah um, I don't know. I feel how like Eleven is very to... is very like grown as a character. You know, she started yeah. off as like this scared little girl that didn't know anything, and now she's getting a personality. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. Bad joke. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, Eleven. Unrelated is, to sorry, let me just okay. The reason the whole reason I did that is because eleven is a fucking stupid thing to call this unit. Like, please, who is naming these things? Just call him hero or protagonist or it's not eleven. I know he comes from Dragon Quest eleven, but his name is not eleven. <laughs> you monkeys, just stop. I don't know what to tell you. They literally could have come up with any other name in the, instead of a number. Like anything would have been better. Like why eleven? Why? Like, I would have even accepted DQXIS. <laughs> that would have been a better, would have a better name than what they gave him. Hero. DQXIS. Yeah, I don't know. They could anyway, have called I'm, him okay, Hero. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Hero yeah. would, have been, would have been better. I've thoroughly desalted. We can, we can continue now. Mini's good. Oh. Now we can talk about Eridwin's Coronet, which is one of those LB damage increasing pieces of equipment. Now, you wouldn't really use this on your Mortagon, but you can use it. You can use it on a few other units. So, so it's not bad. I, I don't like that. It, again, it only has 40 attack. I don't know what it is with these people. 40 attack and 21 defense. It 40 attack just puts it on par with things we've had for the past two years. 20% LB damage is nice. But I would rather take other effects that will give you more damage compared. Like 20% LB is only helpful on units that can spam their LB. Otherwise, you're not getting any extra damage out of it. Whereas if you get extra attack, that's always giving you more damage. So I just don't know. Like 
I, I wish the numbers were higher. Like, even if it was 50 attack, I think, because we have things like red 13, is it? His is 50, right? Well, his is an accessory. What's this? A hat? This is a hat. This is a helmet. Oh. That makes it even worse, because Patricia's yeah. hairpin is, is 45. I thought it was an accessory. Oh, my God. We have so many better hats and helms. Yeah, we do. I was just going to say... This is uh, just, most just people. This. Most this people have a Zeno, and Zeno's helmet is forty-two, and gives you MP because you're spamming abilities all the time. Yeah, in my opinion, better than this, but <sighs> whatever. This could have benefited kind from a crappy eleven more attack, I think. Oh, right. <laughs> it really could have. Hey. They should have. They should have given it uh, multiple of eleven attack. They should have given it fifty-five or yeah. forty-four. <laughs> 55. or anything else yeah, yeah, you should have yeah. given it 11 attack or at least 11 defense you know i would have taken 11 uh, at least then i could have been like all right they're meaning That's they should have given it 11 lb damage increase <laughs> <laughs> they should have just given 11 everything it would have been funny yeah but and then this the stmr is insane yeah it's i guess it, it follows the pattern of uh mortagon where this is probably the single highest attack sword that we have um yeah, it's a really it's kinda, good sword. Yeah, it's kind of cool because it gives you, uh, what do you call it, a more than 100% damage range, which you don't normally see on one-handed Swords. weapons. Yeah. And it actually gives you a respectable amount of LB damage increase at 50%. So this sword is actually amazing. <clears throat> the only, it's not even a downside anymore, honestly. It's an untyped sword, so it will work on anybody because most people have their own imbues these days. So actually, to me, this would even be an advantage compared well, I was to just having a say elemental. That. You have you have characters that can imbue your units. You have every DPS unit can now imbue themselves. Even this unit himself focuses on fire and lightning damage. He can imbue both of those elements. You're kind of set. You know, you don't really need to worry about elemental weapons as much anymore. Um, and this supreme sword of light is exactly that it is the supreme sword of light it gives you it's honestly but the best in my again, opinion the best uh, one-handed sword in the game just to continue with their stupid naming scheme they should have just called it the supreme sword because really it, it has nothing to do with light let's be real it does it's not light elemental so it, it doesn't there's no light associated when with i it. when i saw this weapon i was like oh my god is it light element i can yeah, put yeah. this on my El <laughs> i can put this on my elena <laughs> that was my thought process because she gets yeah. that buff for you using light type weapons yeah i did get trolled really bad yeah i don't it's know okay. why the of light is in there but there we go Just don't ask questions because he's the hero of light yeah that's why even that would have been a better name than 11 so <laughs> what do you what do you think of his abilities anything stand out to you not really he does all the same things everyone else does he's particularly good at fighting dragons because he can uh, weave into his rotation his dragon slash which increases his damage to dragons by 50 percent yeah um the only other thing that he brings that i really like is the aoe heal and aoe uh auto not auto the aoe revive mm -hmm. for everybody using his limit burst should you need it once every six turns only available after six turns but that being said typically you'd have a healer this is kind of a nice yeah just in case i think of all the units he is probably the most straightforward and basic he hell he even only has one chaining family so no matter what skill you're using you know what you're chaining with yep like it's just and to be honest i don't hate it i i actually prefer uh, it. prefer it because i think versatility is good in a unit but from a perspective of me as a player and trying to play and use these units that i have no idea about it's so much easier to pick somebody's 11 and i know what i'm getting versus picking some other random unit with like seven chaining families and i'm like shit which ability do i use for like i have to pull out a calculator and try to like it's it's just stupid <laughs> like yeah it is it's so really i actually really don't mind this at all I really like it really straightforward he has one main ability the falcon slash basically upping the modifier on that then you use falcon slash i mean it's it's so straightforward it's ridiculous um the nice thing about him as well he has the option you can either dual wield or single wield he does have built-in equipment attack for either of those uh so you can kind of take your pick 
uh, dual wielding is the current meta. So just keep that in mind. I guess it depends on your equipment too. Because for some people, if they don't have the other dual wield materials, uh, true double handing might be easier. I think it's one of the bonuses of this unit. Just because... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Just because true double hand gear has been around longer, so people are more likely to have it. And then eventually, if they do come into some good true uh, true dual wield gear, they can change his build and make him even stronger. Mm -hmm. His limit burst, super quick, does damage. It's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's about it. Blade of ultimate power. I, I'm surprised it wasn't a light blade of ultimate power, but you know you can't. Or the blade of ultimate light power. <laughs> or, <laughs> never mind. Let's just move on. Let's, just stop. Let's move on. Let's we've talk killed, about Veronica. We, we've, just, killed, we've killed that joke thoroughly. 11, 11. <laughs> let's put 11 behind us. Let's move on to 12. Uh, Veronica here. That's not 12. That's Veronica, man. I do like the designs for the... She looks 12? That's fair. I'll give you that. She looks like Little Red Riding Hood. She does kind of look like yeah. Little Red. Just She found she a does. stick in the forest that just gives her fire magic. Yeah. Actually, actually though. I'm actually kind of excited because I love the Dragon Quest franchise. So if this ends up coming out uh, on Steam, I might be picking it up. I, I, know, it's, it I know it's coming out it? on... Uh, is it already out? Maybe I've missed so. the news. Um, yeah. I heard something about it being on Switch. Maybe that's why we're doing the collab because it's on. I think it's because it, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's coming out like on the Switch. Switch or something. Yeah. Okay. So I've just been it's sleeping on this because I love Dragon Quest. So maybe it, you'll be seeing. This is this is the first Dragon Quest where you can ride a horse. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm I'm actually opening up Steam as we speak to check to it. Check. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a if it's available, I'm, I'd I be down to play this because I maybe I, I love this series. You, you can uh, yeah, watch us Dragon, scroll through menus and pick abilities. Dragon Quest XI, $79.99. Hey, nice and pricey. Uh, echoes of it. an elusive age. Look, they're riding horses right now. These people don't have heads. That's pretty cool, but they have faces <laughs> on their shields. <laughs> right, I'm sold. <laughs> there you go. Headless people riding horses, face shields, and you get to play as Eleven, the hero of light. You don't get to name him. His name is <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. I would love that if you, you know, how you, when you get to name your hero, if you just named him Eleven, it gives you like secret stat buffs. <laughs> That's so funny. Plus eleven percent to everything. You know, we should actually <clears throat> let's do it. Let's like maybe even just once a month or something get together. Uh, you can play it on your own time; it doesn't matter. But let's get together. We'll live stream it. Um, we'll just troll around and make memes all, all uh, for a couple hours. Yeah, it may, might be fun. We'll try it. We'll try it. All right, back let's, to Veronica. Yeah, let's let's finish this. We'll finish the episode. Yeah, before back to the Veronica. Wolf eats the first, let's... the first unit that has a good TMR. I agree. They they definitely broke tradition with this one and actually gave her a great TMR. It's basically if you remember the one unit, I think his name is like Magna or something. Mm -hmm. uh, he, what's it called? Uh, Magical potential. Mm -hmm. Something like that. It gives you 50% equipment mag when single wielding. This is a straight upgrade from that. It gives you that plus 40% mag on top of it. So I think it's just fantastic for any magic user. Exactly. And another really good benefit um, is the STMR that comes with Veronica as well, if you so choose to get it. A really good magic hat with 61 attack. A few other stats. The I think at a 61, at 61 attack or mag... It, it makes it probably the best, uh, the highest magstat hat, beating out uh, the red mage. What's her name? Carlitz Carl. by a whole one mag. Because <laughs> Carlitz <laughs> is 60 mag, 60 attack. It so is, one, yes. I think Carlitz is obviously more useful because it's more versatile, but for a magic user, this one's <laughs> definitely slightly better. <laughs> the reason I like this is because I find that my mages do run out of MP with all the quad casting and penta casting and whatever. Yeah, I think that really uh, high MP, the 30% cut to MP used is really, really nice. Yeah, I agree. I think we have so many mages now that like to penta cast or quadra cast, and they have really quite high uptimes of those quadra casts, that MP drainage really does become an issue. So decreasing your MP used by 30% on every spell, I think is huge. It's actually amazing. Well, this girl can triple cast, and if she does, like 210 uh, 
mag going down to 140 that's a significant difference right mm-hmm. so i mean it's it's really good yeah i agree definitely it makes the a best big difference unit. over long battles the tmr and the stmr are both very very good very befitting of a limited uh limited time unit so if you do get her it's kind of worthwhile to get these things they are very good in their role if you are using mages now as a mage uh, she doesn't bring anything particularly special that other mages don't. She does pretty much all the same things, the exception being her cooldown abilities. She has a cooldown ability that cures all attack, mag defense, spirit breaks, heals everybody, increases everybody's stats, increases the resistance to everything, including stop and charm, to everybody but herself, and then she kills herself. <laughs> 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 very unique yep that's kind of cool. uh, but th- the nice thing is is that almost every unit... i feel like that's unfortunate because i, I feel like that's probably a spoiler to the story of the actual game <laughs> probably because there's no other reason they would put that as a as an effect because i think the 20 turn cooldown like this ability don't get me wrong is absolutely nuts like it's super busted but the fact that you can use it only once in 20 turns i feel like is enough to balance it without the unresistible death <clears throat> but at the I same time so this could potentially also the unresistable death could maybe be a potential buff for the ability because um, not only do you reset like you reset all your allies debuffs you also reset your own by dying and then if you have like a re-raise on your team which most of us do already she'll just come back with, like with no debuffs on her so I mean it's not the I don't know. It's not the the best thing, but it could not necessarily be as bad as it looks on paper. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, she, with so many different people having re-raises or raises in their kit or whatever, it's really easy to bring her back. It's really not that much of a holdback. I think that the 20-turn cooldown is a bit much. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's it's tough to say. It does bring a lot of benefits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I still think twenty is too much, but it's not. It's a good skill overall. This girl is fantastic. At I think yeah. doing fire damage particularly, but she also does bring a couple other elements. The downside to her is that her main ability—it's called magic burst—it's um, untyped. untyped. Yeah, so she's got the Ultima problem. Exactly, where she's not going to be able to uh, use imperils very well. Like her other things still do respectable damage. It's just yep. the main one that has that stacking potential and you can buff it up using your other abilities doesn't do elemental damage. So you lose a significant amount yeah. on your chains. Her bolting strike ability does <clears throat> actually do it. But uh, as far as damage is concerned, it's a little bit weaker than magic burst. And I also don't think she gets... Uh, she gets too many modifier buffs to it, whereas her magic burst eventually does get more modifier buffs. So that's definitely her main damage ability. We'll have to see how she plays out. I think she has potential to do respectable damage, but I think you're right. She's probably going to be held back by the uh, no elemental main attack. Exactly. And she does her... bring a significant amount of equipment mag, which is another thing that I really was surprised by. Built in 200% when single wielding. I think it's kind of nice that she has a bit of LB uh, fill rate support for her allies. She can counter and fill uh, your allies' LB gauge. She also has an ability you can easily weave into her rotation because you can double or triple cast any of her abilities. She, she has a skill that will buff the LB gauge fill rate for your allies. So she can be a nice sort of like DPS slash LB fill support. And then her own limit burst uh, does insane damage as well. I think around 60 times when you factor in the 50% spirit. Ignore yeah, spirit. it is 60, so 60 times. Definitely. It's untyped, so unfortunately probably won't be doing as much damage as it, you know, it looks like a big number, but it's probably not as big as you think. Only because it's a chaining move. If, if you could, if it was a one-hit thing, I think it would be fine because you just use it to cap even your elemental chains and it's fine. Uh, it just sucks that it's uh, it is chaining. It's thirty hits, so a lot of the damage is coming from the chain itself. So that's Veronica. Um, really, in my opinion, a really potentially strong mage. She brings a few awesome things with her. 
um, really good stats overall. Uh, if you're not using her as a mage and you already have another mage that you're absolutely in love with, her TMR and STMR are really, really good. Let's talk about the final unit mini, Serena or Serena. Why would you call it Serena? To give people an option. It helps confuse the listeners. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, you just accept that. I mean, right. I could have said something, but I'm like, you know what? Let's let's just get into it. All right. <laughs> I think they've heard enough of our stupid jokes. Yeah, we've, we've been idiots enough on this one. Uh, Serena's TMR is good-ish, I guess. Uh, it's a decent cloak. Um, 50% charm is just stupid. Why? Why 50? Just make it 100. Just make it worth it. I mean, there are some units with innate 50% charm resist you could uh, combine this with, potentially, to make it 100. Also, if you have Renoa's STMR, that has 50% charm, so combine it with this. But yeah, I agree. I think 50% is just troll. They should have just either given it 100 or not included it at all. And then con <coughs> Null Confuse is super nice, though. I hate getting yes, confused. I agree with that. So. But otherwise, it's just a decent spirit robe. It's I'm like 99% of the time, I'm confused. So I mean, <laughs> Yeah, so this helps the helps a fucking lot right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think her STMR is actually, to me, it's one of my favorite things. Um, just because now you can put guts on anybody. 100% chance to uh, ignore fatal damage when HP is above 1%. So uh, there have been certain trials we've talked about enough where guts could be an integral part of the of the strategy and uh having something like this is i think incredibly underrated it gives you 60 percent spirit on top of it which is always nice but to me the guts passive is super super good and makes this stmr i think uh well worth it i agree with that if it was just the guts passive it's not a stmr level but the 60 percent spirit plus the guts passive puts it up there i'll get i'll give you that I'll take guts on anything, man. At this Dude, point. I love guts. After after that one ordeal, I, I would if you put guts on anything, it, to me it's ten out of ten. It's a sixteen star rarity item. Let's talk about what she even does. Overall, she is a green mage with a few other benefits added in there. Yeah, uh, she's a supporty healer green mage. It's really really good. She has decent healing capability it's not consistent because it's uh over over a certain number of turns it doesn't do it all at once um her green maging is really good on a lot of the elements she has some damage mitigation in there the one thing i really like is the ability to increase resistance to stop and charm as well as the stat breaks my issue with it is why just on only one turn or on only one character yeah, there that's kind of unfortunate. White mages that were released like half a year ago that already do this AOE. In what world would this help me? Yeah, unfortunately, she's not. In my opinion, she isn't as good as uh, Sylvie. Is that her name, Sylvie the Bunny Paladin? Yeah, Sylvie. Yeah, I still think Sylvie's better. I think uh, to me, what stands out about Serena is I love that she can AOE raise. She has that one Serenica's blessing. I think it's super helpful on a support. And then otherwise, she just does like green mage supporty things, which is nice. But uh, like, I think she's a top tier support for sure. But I, if you have Sylvie, just keep Sylvie. Yeah, that's the thing. So you can use this unit for damage mitigation. I mean, she does she has, have like 40% uh, is respectable. She does have AoE re-raise on her limit burst, and it's not too too pricey um, yeah so that's that's a plus for her and she also seems to be designed to be a little bit difficult to kill she has a bit of innate physical evasion she counters uh, physical and magic attacks with uh, a chance auto to auto raise herself which i think is super nice so like it looks like she and she also has dual wield actually so you can actually make use of some interesting TMRs by equipping both stabs and instruments on her. Mm -hmm. We do have a few one-handed instruments. And a lot of the, the one-handed instruments, or instruments in general, tend to have higher spirit than most other equipment. So maybe on this one single unit, they, they might actually have some use. 
If you are equipping her TMR, she does also give everyone one burst stone or per one turn. LB yeah. gauge per turn, uh, just passively, which it's isn't not, crazy, but terrible. I can't tell you how many times I've been on the precipice of someone's limit burst. The bar is full, but it's not flashing. Yeah. And you literally just need one stone. Oh, and I guess we overlooked one massive thing. She has uh, Entrust, which That's is true, awesome. and a really low, easy to get limit burst yep um really quickly she does have that remove all buffs from one enemy yep uh it's on a 10 turn cooldown so not as uh pricey but it's single target instead of aoe mm -hmm. which i mean is fine because typically when you'd even want to use this ability is when you're fighting the difficult trial bosses which usually come by themselves sometimes in pairs sometimes they summon minions but usually we don't care too much about the minions anyway so I, I don't think this the single target is too big of an issue. No, I like that it's ten turns. Yep, like it's a shorter time frame. Overall, like you said, most of the other supports are better. They just do more, or even if they do things a little bit differently, they have a lot more versatility and a lot more usefulness. She's very, I'd say, two dimensional. Green mage, some nice re-raise potential. Um, things you can get already from supports and primary but healers these what days. I do like though is that she is a green mage and then like a support for your healer because uh, I'm glad they're moving away from this idea that supports have to buff your attack mag or defense spirit because yes. most units that want those stats already have abilities that will buff it for them to like super high levels so the fact that she is more focused on uh, damage mitigation, preventing ailments, uh, elemental resistance, and like revives. I love that they're moving in that direction rather than just giving her like another useless 150% attack buff that she's never going to use. Literally, if they could take out all the abilities you will absolutely never use on a unit, I would be more than happy. Like, in what world am I ever going to use uh, Snap Crackle Poof? <laughs> well, you never like, know. It's dual it's castable. Single, it's single. Yeah. yeah, it is. But if I'm going into realistically, if I'm going into a trial where I need this, I'm gonna take someone like Folka who has an AOE on command all the time. But if you don't have Folka, then don't do the trial till you get her. <laughs> <laughs> but don't play the game, you scrub. Get a job. <laughs> yeah. Become a whale. Yeah. Get what you, you know. Um, but. I get what you're saying. It's just there are other units that can protect you from these things more effectively is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's nice that she has it. She also has an AoE one on a six-turn cooldown. It's not so that one I like. super that good, good, but it's there. I and To be honest, she's designed more so to be a support for a healer. So typically in a team, you wouldn't... Uh, no, she's the backup, yeah. Yeah, so for example, this would work if you somebody died and lost Folka's resistances... And you revive them, but you don't want to waste a turn on reapplying with your Folka. You can just, uh, she can kind of fill the gaps. Do you know what I mean? In case, oh, 100%. In case things you, get a little hairy. All right, so I think fair that's enough. the. You proved me wrong. This is relatively useful. That's right. And if I'm right on this, I'm right on 11 and everything else ever. So. True. Deal with it. Can't argue with that. I'd be in I mean, if we're looking, if we're looking at it uh, over the last five minutes. You are 100% right about everything you said. And therefore, statistically right speaking, about everything. Okay. I will be right about everything moving forward. I can't rule out the fact that that's if we wrong. If we do a regression, it, you know, it's, it's all just the odds of me being right forever after this are 100%. And this is the that's, first episode of the math podcast? That's, that's how math works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how math works. <laughs> today you learned that brings us pretty much to the end of the content yeah. um the four new units honestly the dps units are so straightforward it's ridiculous serena is kind of a little bit more unique you use her in a different way uh she's not your primary she's kind of a a backup to your current thing that you're using either yeah. like a support for a healer for example um some decent stmrs some decent tmrs yeah, um, well, what one else good what TMR, else and then the STMRs are good. Um, that's pretty much it. Dragons punch people. Yeah, dragons punch people. 
heartless trial sucks it's stupid yeah we, we did talk about that but thankfully we only briefly mentioned it because really I, I don't know what they were thinking with those trial rewards they were not there's not they got confused for... they just got confused it's okay yeah i get confused they all need time. To, yeah they need to equip serena's robe i think yeah you know that's one for for everybody over at gumi <laughs> oh, i don't know what it is. reminisced I'm, a lot this episode. i'm super I salty like... tonight i don't know why i don't know why either yeah. um the nostalgia in this episode, like we we talked about a lot of good old stuff um and if we do end up committing to it and i think we're kind of set on trying it at least i think that uh, playing some final fantasy not final fantasy playing some dragon quest 11 well we can play final fantasy too i mean uh we'll see how it goes like we can pick a game and and you know see if we like it because uh i think the remaster or rework i don't know what they were calling it the the re- i think it's the remaster of eight is also coming yeah out. it's a remaster yeah, yeah. it'd be nice it's to, out isn't it to relive that yeah 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 so there, there's a few options we could Play around There's with. a few things, yeah, for sure. I could use Looking some classic RPG, you know, uh, menu selections. I'm just the, I'm just all uh, action RPG'd out, you know. Yeah, you want to stop for a second and uh, pick your skills. I don't want to mash X repeatedly and like fast. I want to mash X very slowly after hitting the up or down arrow a few times. That's yeah, my slowly, style. deliberately. Yep. After a few minutes of pondering. Yep. And that's the way it is. It's the way it should be. Always and forever. All right. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the FFBE podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was uh, informative and fun. Let us know what you think. Like, comment, and subscribe. I don't know what else I could say. Um, I forget how this works. Yeah, me too. I don't know. That's pretty much it. Let us know what you think. Hit us up. Uh, other than that, <laughs> yeah, worst yeah. outro 20, 2019. We're, we're pretty rusty. Yeah. All right, let's end it there. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Peace. All right, guys. See you next week, hopefully. Bye.